Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited to record this podcast tonight because let me tell you, I was actually just getting ready to start pulling out all of my Christmas decorations and just getting some things done around my house. And I was washing my hands and just felt like the Lord was like, record. And I always want to live my life in a way where I am holy, H-O-L-Y and W-H-O-L-L-Y, interruptible for him. Like, I never want to be like, Lord, you're an inconvenience to me or you can't interrupt me. I always want to be a living sacrifice, a laid down lover, someone who God can say, hey, I need you to do this or that, even if it's not in my immediate plan or whatever, and to just live surrendered to him in all ways. And so I am sitting here recording this podcast and the word that was just stirring in my spirit was how to know when to say no, how to know when to say no. And I want to tell you guys, I have been getting so many opportunities lately, like really good opportunities that I have had to say no to. And it's not because they weren't good opportunities. It's because they weren't what God has for me. They weren't God opportunities. And so how do we know the difference between what's good, what's God? Because a lot of things that come at us, opportunities and relationships are different things. It doesn't, they're not necessarily quote unquote bad or straight up sin, but if it's not what God has for us, we don't want it. And so I always want to do whatever he calls us to do, calls me to do. I want you to do whatever he's called you to do and just to live our lives completely surrendered to him. And so the first few thoughts that I had concerning this idea of how to know when to say no, the first one is if it's in direct opposition to his word, if what you are being tempted with or the opportunity that's presenting you or something is not in alignment with his word, then you can know without this, like beyond the shadow of a doubt that it is not in alignment with his will. His word is always his will. And then the second thing is if you know that what is being presented to you is against what he has spoken to you personally, because I say this all the time that his word is his will for all of us, but not everything is written in the is written in the written word of God, whether that's a job opportunity, a relationship, whatever that could be that's being presented to you, you're not going to find that verbatim in scripture. And so we know that God always puts his peace on his plans. And so if you're out of peace with the decision where you're like, I am just not experiencing the peace of God when it comes to even thinking about this or processing this, that's an immediate red flag for me. And I will not move forward in something if I don't have God's peace on it. Even if it's something that's hard or I don't understand or I'm not quite sure how it's all going to play out, his peace surpasses all understanding. So I can have no understanding at all, but still move forward because I have his peace on something. I hope that makes sense to you. And so if God has spoken a specific word to your heart, and I'm going to share a personal example here in a second, and then something 
comes to you that is contrary to that word that you know that you know that you know he's spoken, then you can know that it's not his will for you. And so for me, God has made it so clear to me over the last seven years of being single that I will not move until I get married. And so trust me, I have been like, God, are you sure? I just want to make sure I heard right after praying about it a million times. I have come to find out that I did hear him right and he doesn't change his mind. And so I have just settled that in my heart a few years back. Actually, I haven't really prayed about it again because I just know the answer already. And so the last time I actually prayed about it, it was was very much in my spirit. Like you already know the answer. Stop asking. (laughs) And so I just have settled that in my spirit that I'm not going to move until I get married. And there's a lot of reasons in the natural that I believe that God has like required that of me. And so I've just settled that and I'm just living my life until I get married. I'm not even going to think about moving. So I've had several opportunities for jobs or things that have just come up where I have had the opportunity for something really good, but it required me to move. And because of that, I knew right away the answer was no because it went in opposition to what I already know God has spoken to me. And so it's so cool how good and faithful God is. And even as I'm sitting here, I'm literally thinking of so many different times that I've been presented with the opportunity to move for something that I would have loved. For example, a few years back, I had the opportunity to move out to Vermont and work with this really cool place. It's in like the hill, like it is in, not even in the hills, it is in the mountains. And if you know me at all, you know, I love the mountains. I even did a post today sharing that I am like lovesick, heartsick for the mountains. And so I am just like waiting for God to open the door for me to go to the mountains again, because my heart just loves being in the mountains. And so I'm believing that that's going to come soon in Jesus name. And I'll let you guys know when it does, but just, I had that opportunity to move to Vermont, to work on this really cool writing project, to stay at this beautiful place nestled in the mountains. And I had no idea what I would do after this. It was like a short term thing, like a four month project. And honestly, I love, like, I love the adrenaline of adventure and being spontaneous. And so the idea of like selling everything, going out there, and then after four months, I'll figure out what to do after that. Like, I'm fine with that. I am, I would say that I am a pretty calculated person, but I'm also, I also can be really spontaneous too. And so if God would have given me the green light on that, trust me, I would have been in my car like the next day and just went, but he very much was like, no nope, you're not doing that. And thank God, because that was actually like the end of 2019 when I was considering doing that and praying about it. And the Lord gave me a very firm no. And then 2020 hit and I don't even know what would have happened. I would have been out in Vermont. It would have been so weird and crazy. Thank God for his grace and his mercy that he covers us. But I prefer not to make messes for God to clean up if I can help it. That's why I always want to be prayerful about things. And sometimes like for me, I know we're all different and we all like experience God different. Our faith journey is different for all of us. The Bible does say to pray continually. So we're in constant communication with the Lord. But there are sometimes like that I just know. I just have a knowing in my spirit that I'm called to do something. And it's not something that I feel like I have to like really pray about for a long time. I just already know like God is already bearing witness with my spirit. The Holy Spirit is already bearing witness with my spirit. Do this. If it's not contrary to his word and I just feel the leading of the Lord, then I will step out into things without feeling like, oh, I need to fast and pray for that for five weeks. Because sometimes if we get in that like religious mindset that we have to like have 15,000 confirmations before we do something, 
when we really know, like we really actually know in our spirit that we're supposed to be doing it, we could be missing out on opportunities because there is timing when it comes to things. There are people who are impacted by our yes and God puts people in certain like strategically like in position and place so that we can do what he's called us to do. But those opportunities aren't always going to be there. That person that you feel drawn to deliver a word to or to share something with or to pray with, they're not always going to be right in front of you. So if you're like at Walmart and God's really highlighting someone to you and giving you a word in your spirit to share with them, you don't need to go home and, you know, go before him and pray and toil over it. Like, No, you're walking in step with the Holy Spirit. You're already being led of the Lord. You're asking Him daily. I hope that we're always waking up, just surrendered to Him. God, use me today however you want. And we're walking in step with the Spirit always. And so when those opportunities come up, we're ready. Like the Bible says, to be ready in and out of season. And so in those moments where maybe you're just going to buy a loaf of bread or or to pick up a gallon of milk or whatever it is, that you stay interruptible. And that if God highlights someone to you that you're like, oh, Okay. And then maybe, you know, maybe say a quick prayer. God, I pray you go before me, prepare their hearts, you know, help me to deliver this message with excellence and anointing or whatever, however you want to pray that to the Lord, but to not be intimidated or to feel like there's like this one, two, three step formula or method to be used by God because there really isn't. It's just living and existing with Him, walking in step with the Spirit every moment of every day. And so we can know like when things come up, and we're going circling right back to the initial conversation we had here today. If things come up that are being, you know, things are being presented to you, opportunities, whatever that is, if it's in opposition to his word, if it's in opposition to what you know he's already spoken to your heart, then you can know right away the answer is no. But if it's not, sometimes it's like a, okay, like this really could be, you know, an opportunity. I've had many of those over the last few years too. And I, I'm not even going to list them all, but I will just tell you, I've had so many opportunities that, didn't require me to go against the word of God, didn't require me to go against what he's spoken to me. But as I've sought him, I've just gotten a no in my spirit. And yes, these opportunities would have been amazing. They would have been great, but they weren't what he had for me. And we cannot say yes to the things that God isn't giving his yes to because one, his grace isn't going to be on that. But two, when we step into spaces and places that weren't designed and created for us, then we are robbing someone else of of being in that space and place who is actually intended for it. And I can look back now and see people that are in place where I was initially asked to help out with or be a part of. And I'm like, they're thriving in what God has called them to do. And I love that and I bless it and I'm so thankful. And I don't ever want to step into something that God isn't even asking of me. And so just staying intentional, walking a Again, like I've said already, walking according to the Spirit, staying in step with Him, praying continually, pray in the Spirit. I want to encourage you that if you have your prayer language, if you pray in tongues, to pray in the Spirit when you have downtime. This is something I've tried to be really intentional about with in this season of my life. I haven't always been, and it trust me, it comes in waves of like, I'm like doing really good with it. And then there's other times where it's like, I had all this downtime. I could have just been praying in the spirit because when we pray in the spirit, we're praying God's perfect will. It's the Holy Spirit that resides within us. It's praying through us. And so praying his perfect will, just praying in the spirit. And you'll be surprised at how often, like for me, how often I'm praying in the spirit and then God will bring someone's face to my mind and he'll show me this is what I need you to pray for. And then I'll pray out in English or I'll just keep praying in the spirit, whatever he leads me to do. And I love just kind of sharing these little nuggets from my own, my own walk with the Lord because 
I so much want to tear down the idols of religion that try to tell you like, this is how you do it. One, two, three. Like there really isn't a formula when it comes to God. Yes, there are key things, keys in his word that are just foundational, fixed things that we do no matter what. But what your relationship with like God looks like, it could be so different. For me, I love spending time with God in my car. Like sometimes I'll just sit in my driveway and just spend time with him because I love being in my car. It's like my sanctuary. Other people would not enjoy that. God is not asking you to do something that like have a secret place with him that you're not going to enjoy. I love being by the water. I love being by the water at sunset or sunrise whenever I wake up early, but I'm I'm a night owl, so it tends to be sunset for me. I love that. But if you don't love being by the water, God's not going to call you to make your secret place by the water. So he's going to he's going to invite you into a space and place that you love, that you enjoy to spend time with him. And so Back to the whole idea of praying in the spirit. Pray in the spirit every chance you can get. If you're listening to this and you're like, Janice, I literally don't even know what you're talking about. I actually have an episode. I just thought of this and I completely forgot about it. It's called Chat with Bonnie Belson. And we really dive into praying in the spirit. What that means, what that looks like. There's a That's just a really good teaching. I would love to help you more with that. I'm not going to get into that too much on the podcast. But just encourage you that if it's something that you either A, don't know anything about... B, maybe you've been taught it's not for today. C, maybe you have been taught about it, but you haven't really like ventured into it or really sought the Lord. Regardless of where you come from with it, I encourage you seek the Lord about it. I'm not your middle person to the Lord. Like I pray that I'm always someone who will encourage and inspire your heart to fall more in love with him, to draw near to him, to live your life sold out and surrendered to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But I am not your middle person to God. And so if you can't reach me or your pastor, whoever God has placed in your life as a mentor or leader, whatever, you don't just know that you can go to God directly yourself. Jesus tore that veil in two. When he breathed his last breath on the cross, he tore the veil in two and that veil hung in the temple. It was a very large, for any of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it was a very large veil that separated people from entering into the Holy of Holies. That was a place where God's presence dwelt. And up until that time, you could not enter into that space and place where God's spirit dwelt because of sin and because of the separation, like you could literally, if you walked in there without being sinless, without having offered the sacrifices that it required and doing everything that was required, the purification process to enter into that space, people would literally drop dead. That is because we serve a very holy, real God. And he now has made a way for us to enter into his presence, to to be with him without entering into that space inside of the temple, like we are actually called the temples of God. Now, if you are a born again believer, his spirit dwells within you and you can commune with him anytime. And so as you're seeking him this week or even today and just spending time with him, know that you can go directly to him yourself. You don't need a mediator. You don't need a priest anymore. Jesus has become that high priest for us. I've actually been reading in the book of Hebrews and I love it. I'm about halfway through right now. And it talks about how he's the high priest. He died once and for all the perfect sacrifice The thing about priests before Jesus came was that they were not sinless. And so they would have to continually offer sacrifices to appease their sin, to appease God for their sins. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice, the lamb of God. That's why he's called that. He was the perfect sacrifice, the sinless, spotless lamb who sacrificed his life at the cross and made a way so that we could have communion, communication, fellowship, 
with the God of all creation. And so I encourage you to press into him. If there's something that you want to know, if you have a pressing question, whatever that is, you just want more of God, you have questions you need answered, ask him. I will tell you there has been so many times in my life where I just didn't understand something. And so I would ask God. I remember the first time I heard someone give a tongue at church, I was kind of like freaked out about it. And I don't come from a background where I was taught that that's not for today. I didn't even know that it existed. And so when I heard it, I was like, what was that? And I remember sitting in my car and saying, God, I didn't have anyone at the church at that time to go to and be like, what was that? Like, there were people that I could have asked, but obviously they all partook in that. So it wouldn't have been like, like for me, it wasn't comfortable for me to ask people who were speaking in tongues, like, what is that about? Like, I wanted to go to God directly myself. I did not even make it home from church that day before I I stopped at a stop sign with my little pink Bible. It's a different one than than you guys see on social media now. It's a different pink Bible that I absolutely loved. And I remember just saying, Holy Spirit, if that was of you, I don't understand it. I don't know what that was. Show me. And I literally flipped open to the exact passages in the Bible about tongues. And so I God just settled it in my heart. And so he's always going to show you if you have questions for him, especially when it goes back to praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. He's going to, he'll, he'll answer those questions for you. There's nothing I can do to convince you. I can share the truth of God's word. I can share my own experiences, but ultimately, whether it comes to tongues or anything else, like you have to have a revelation of that for yourself. You cannot just like, just go off what other people say, because there's a lot of people that teach a lot of different things. We have to have a revelation for ourselves through God's word and through his spirit. And so I pray that whether it comes to comes to tongues or whatever it is, that you just go to him and let him reveal the truth to your heart. And then also I want to go back just quickly touching on the tongues, top, the topic of tongues, to know that there are different types of tongues. There are two types of tongues the Bible talks about that are for corporate settings. And then there's two types that are the Bible talks about that are for private, personal setting. And so John Bevere has a video teaching out. I'm not going to get into it because I actually, I believe that this is the best teaching on tongues I've ever heard. And I just feel led to share it with you. So it's John Bevere and it's on YouTube and it's called Do, Do Not Forbid Speaking in Tongues. Do Not Forbid Speaking in Tongues. And he breaks down biblically every type of tongue, what it's used for. Because there's so many times that people are like, You shouldn't pray in tongues if you don't have an interpretation. That is correct. In a public spoken out setting, there should be an interpretation. If you're praying in the spirit yourself, or maybe you're just with some people, whatever, there does not need to be an interpretation. He explains that so much better. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to tell you, go listen to that. It's John Bevere. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. Let me know what you think about that. I would love to have more conversation with you one-on-one if that's something that you just are needing to know more about or just wanting to learn more about. So I'm going to go ahead and pray with you guys because I feel like I have shared everything that the Lord put on my heart and I'm going to go get my Christmas decorations out. And um, I just pray that you guys are having an amazing day, that you are staying encouraged. I know this time of year is so hard for so many people and I would be lying to you if I didn't say that it's been a hard season for me too. I'm just going to be real raw and transparent with you, vulnerable with you and tell you that I have cried so many tears over the last like few months. God has just been pruning me like I cannot even describe to you. But you know what I love? John 15 says that he prunes us because when he does that, he prunes us so that we can bear much fruit and it's to our father's glory that we bear much fruit. And so I welcome the process even when it's painful. So I just want you to know when you hear my voice or you see me on social media and I'm just this happy girl, I really 
really am. I'm not being fake. Like the joy of the Lord is my strength. But just to know that like this season isn't easy for everybody. Like I know that I'm aware of that. I've been going through my own tests and trials in this season. And God has been stretching me in a way that I've never been stretched before. He's been pruning me. He has been doing a deep heart work within me that I am not even going to get into on this episode. Maybe someday God will release me too. But I just want you to know that like, if you are in a painful season, to stay encouraged, to keep pressing into him, to read your word when you don't feel like it. Trust me, there are days that me as the biggest Bible, Bible like teaching, loving girl in the world, like I, there are days that I don't feel like reading the Bible, but I do it because it's life to me. And so I encourage you stay in his presence, stay in community, get you some people around you who are going to encourage you and pray for you and be there for you in the season. If it's hard, if it's a hard season that you're in, if you're in a season where you are more like on a mountaintop, don't forget about the people in the valley, pray for those who are around you. Let God show you if there's people that you need to intercede for, because sometimes people aren't going to speak up and say they need it. But, you know, if God puts someone on your heart, reach out to them, encourage them, send them a voice clip of you praying for them. People need to be encouraged so much right now and not just this season of the year where it's holiday time, but in this season of the church, this world is getting darker and darker. And it is imperative that as the body of believers that we are shining so bright for him, that we are a city set on a hill, that we let our light so shine before men that they would see our good works and glorify our father in heaven, that we would not hide our light under a bushel, but we would let it shine. And so if there are things that you need prayer for, please feel free to reach out to me. Would love to connect with you one-on-one. You can find me on social media at The Journey with Janice or my website is journeywithjanice.com and I would love to connect with you. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for all that you are doing in and through each of our lives. God, I thank you for the perfect plans from heaven unrolling and unveiling in every single life. Lord, I thank you for what you want to do. I declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and in the life of every single listener on this podcast. God, I pray that they would be strengthened with might in their inner man for those who are struggling right now. God, I pray that you would remind them. God, I just want to remind their hearts right now that even if the pain and the weeping endures for the night, that joy comes in the morning and a season of joy is coming, that every tear that we sow will reap a harvest of joy. And I thank you, God, for that promise. I thank you, God, that the night season doesn't last forever. God, I pray that you would help us to give our best yes to you, to say no to things that you're not calling us to, even if it's enticing, even if it's uh, just so like tempting. God, I pray that we would only say yes to what you want for us, even those things aren't sin or aren't, you know, whatever, God, that we would only give our yes to you. God, I pray that you would just show us who you are in this season in a greater way. I thank you, God, that your word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. And Lord, I bless every single listener on here. I pray, God, that they would stay encouraged. They would stay in in just your presence, God, where freedom and fullness of joy is found. God, and they would find everything that they need and everything they desire in you alone. In Jesus' name, amen.